Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Be Fearless podcast. Today, our guest is a fabulous woman. She's 39 years old, adopted mom of three boys and girls, busy twins, taller five, and her oldest daughter is nine. So she has, she's very busy, we can tell. Um, in uh, one of the I think it's the oldest one has a special needs and is predominantly living in a wheelchair. So she's able to tackle whatever comes her way. Um, she runs a very successful home-based business, and you may even recognize her as Tamara Judge, her stylist from the Real Housewife of Orange County. She has an extensive experience in beauty industry and use social media to grow her multi-million dollar home-based business. She utilizes her sobriety, life traumas, and true stories, and coaches others with her proven system. It's her mission to spread the message that you can take serious charge of your life without taking life too seriously. Her biggest call to action in her is her hope to inspire you to be yourself Prepare for some laugh, tears, and you, as you follow along with her transparent journey in this interview, she's an inspiration to women and people worldwide. Let's welcome the one, the only, Christina Smallwood. Hello. Welcome, Christina. Lots of ma- Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I am so excited. I was like waiting for this interview. Like, like, oh my God, oh my God, when? I was looking at the calendar, like, when this is gonna happen? And finally, we are finally, here. <laughs> we made it here. It's like, you know, when they say like moms have to schedule appointments to get together and stuff. It's like, what are you doing uh yeah. three, four weeks out? I'm so <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, coming into Be Freeless podcast to share your story, your success story, and inspire other people um, through what you have gone through. Um, I can't wait for people to know your story. So before we go into the the meat of the the, the everything that had happened and all the triggers and um, mm. catalyst in your mm. life. Who was Christina Smallwood growing up and what was her dream? Oh, my gosh. So growing up, I mean, I was a pastor's kid um, here in Southern California. And so I grew up, you know, watching my dad on stage and bringing people to God. And um, I would help him set up his tables and I watched him with people. And so, I mean, growing up, I just idolized that. And um, I think, you know who that little eight, nine, 10 year old was, was someone that just wanted to be inspiring to people. I wanted to be well connected with people, um, and influence people. But I mean, who she was, was a rebel. (laughs) (laughs) I was always in trouble. I was, you know, got on my report card, talked too much. Um, and so I think I was just really someone that felt like I was just looking for purpose. Like even like I fell in love with Disney movies because I wanted to be the princess in the movie because I just didn't realize that I could be the hero in the movie too. I mean, that really wasn't our generation's culture. And so I think I've I've had all these ambitions, but I couldn't put them into like purpose yet. 
So I would say, I, I mean, I was confused and rebellious and did all the bad things with all the bad kids and found myself um, in some dark places as a pastor's kid. Oh, wow. So how then finding you in those dark places, what happened that you made, you made open your eyes to the possibilities of a, a different future? So I remember being uh, like 19 years old. I had dropped out of beauty school. I went like senior year of high school through the ROP program. So it was basically like, so I could have a short day. <laughs> I took the ROP program, did beauty school. And then when I graduated, I dropped out of beauty school and I went to a junior college, took some business classes and started not showing up to those. Um, I got, had gotten fired from multiple jobs in a row. I just was like more about my boyfriends and my social life. And I remember my dad calling me in his office cause I was still on their medical insurance and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are your goals? And I had never, like, it seems weird. I don't recall ever having thought about like what my future was going to be. Like, as you know, I, I talked to so many moms that are like, oh, my, you know, sophomore already knows what they want to do. That was like never me, ever. I never had hopes, dreams, goals, things like that. And he sat me down and he said, Christina, like, what are you passionate about? Like, forget what you think you need to do. Because my dad was going to get his second PhD. My brother was a straight A student, like valedictorian of his class, like going to UCLA medical school. My mom was in college um, because she was, and she had us young. And so now she's back. And so all, all around me, everyone's in school and structured and has their life together. And then I'm just like the black sheep. And he said, what are you passionate about? And I'm like, um, I like doing hair and I really like talking with people. Like, and he's like, well, then let's figure out a way for you to get paid to do that. Like, you can make a career out of that. And I'm like, I can, you know, and th that was really the wind in my sails was that like, here you go. Here's the plan. Let's go for it. And so I went back into beauty school. I say I graduated with honors because I was like the first one there, the last one to leave. And I got a very serious job with the salon owner. I learned every in and out of like, how to work a salon, uh, you know, customer service, the books, like learn amazing color skills, everything. And I love the social aspects of it. And then um, I would say the next like wind in my sails that shifted me to just think beyond the chair and like so, so much bigger for myself. Not that that's not big. It was fulfilling for me and it was necessary for me to learn so many skills to take me to like the next step of like what God wanted mm -hmm. to do in my life. Um, but I got fired from that job. Um, and I had taken it so seriously, but I was so crutched and I knew I needed to like expand my wings, if that makes sense. Cause I was a salon assistant for just like way too long. So I found myself in another comfortable position. And then I'm, I mean, I'm trying to think I got, I got fired. And it would just force me to go on my own and like be uncomfortable and start from scratch and then really get my own clientele growing. And that led into me just networking like crazy to grow behind the chair. Um, I know this is such a long answer <laughs> for the question, but I'm like, it all, I feel like it all like just transpired. It's like, looking exactly. back, it makes so much sense, you know? Yeah. But I love that you mentioned networking because 
Mm-hmm. Networking is a skill or a habit that as entrepreneurs, we need to hone and build and, 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 and feel, you know, keep feeding it because it actually makes your networking makes your business grow for by 10%. percent. So, so the other 90 is what you do, what everything else, but you need that 10% in order to, to kind of, because you need referrals, you need to know people in any kind of business. So I love that you kind of like naturally kind of like, you know, went through like gravitated towards networking. Yeah. Um, And I didn't immediately go into it. You know, it was like, I learned a skill and then I perfected that skill and it led me, but I mean, me being like extremely social and like, I was always in every city, every weekend party with that. And so I had this huge network that I didn't have anything to do with until I started doing hair. And so I went from no clients to a wait list in three months just by the networking that I had done unknowingly. Um, and it really catapulted me to the next level of hairstyling. It got me on the show with, with the housewives and that opportunity with Tamara. And then that just kind of led to social media networking and like finding out, okay, I can make a business out of this. That's awesome. So what other, besides networking, what other business, okay, hold on. I'm kind of like getting ahead of myself right now. Okay. So, so me all day long. <laughs> so, Cause I, I kind of like wanted to go and deep dive a little bit more into that, that development of your life. So at this point, how old are you? I, I was, let's see, by the time I was going out on my own, I was like 23, 24. So like kind of a lot older than a lot of the girls that were 19, 20 going out on their own who, you know, never dropped out of beauty school. Okay. So now from age 23 to age 30, what do you do to keep building your business? What kind of habits did you implement throughout that time? You know, I was just as professional as I could be. So if someone wanted in, I mean, I talk about sacrifice. I mean, my husband and I, we got married at 27 um, and we started dating at 25. So I had met and married, you know, I started having this like new season of my life throughout like my workaholic, you know, like a just utter sacrifice. Like we took no vacations. I mean, what was that? That we didn't do that. We um, I was the first one in the salon, the last one out. I said yes to every opportunity. I got no show to bounce checks. Um, I did door knocking a lot. So I'd walk into a restaurant and literally just say, Hey, come, let me do your hair. You know, I mean, I, I was not opposed to, you know, I ran Yelp ads. I mean, that was like 2009. So it was like, Yelp was like, just, just coming on the scene. We, you know, didn't know what it was going to be, but I was on it. So, but social media, I would say was like, I knew I needed to have a presence there in order to really, really grow, 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 like beyond my actual physical, who I've met in person network. And that was 2010. I mean, Facebook was like, just, there wasn't even business pages, you know, like it was just you as a person. Just Facebook. (laughs) Just Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I mean that girl, I mean, and I partied hard, (laughs) (laughs) but I'd be the first one in the salon and the last one out. Um, And, you know, then when I turned 28, my entire life just got thrown 
through a, for a huge loop. Um, and I would say that was like the next like pivotal turning point in my life. I, I lost my dad tragically. He was killed in a motorcycle accident. And that, it's like the whole scene where someone comes to your door and tells you that your dad's been in a horrible accident. You don't know if he's alive. Um, and then shortly after that, found out I was infertile. And my husband and I, you know, we were just doers. So to get news like that um, and realize there's nothing you can do, you really realize like that you have faith. I mean, I, th- I don't really think I knew I had faith until I was 28 years old when I had nothing else and no control over anything. And I'm like, oh, dang, I really do believe in God. I do believe that it's going to be okay, even though all this, you know, sucks so bad right now. And then we adopted our daughter. So six months apart, we're in the hospital with my dad. He's dying from a traumatic brain injury in a coma. And then six months later, I'm in the the NICU, which seems a lot like an ICU, um, with my daughter who's born with a traumatic brain injury. And instead, I got to watch somebody get get better. Um, And she was in the hospital for five weeks, and then we were able to take her home. But they told us she might not ever walk or talk while we're at the hospital. So that that was a whole other journey beginning and just really teaching me, like, what's important in life. Because I thought all this status and this success was going to be what was the most important. But if you're a mom, probably most of your listeners are, that you know, like, your whole world changes when you become a, a mother. Exactly. And, and not to mention the new set of skills as a human that you have to develop to overcome all the traumatic experiences that you have gone through during that time mm-hmm. and, and still be able to point to other people. Um, tell us then from age 30 to the present, how things turn around. And then you started building your coaching business and having all this massive success. Tell us about that. Well, that I could write a novel. <laughs> so just give us the compendium. <laughs> Our daughter's born, you know, in, with, with these challenges. She ended up being diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And there really wasn't a lot on the internet about it. And so I just decided I'm going to start an Instagram that was sort of newish. And I'm going to document our day. And mostly, I just don't want people to feel sorry for us. I don't, we, you know, we had such a rough time that that kind of became my therapy was showing the world just like, we're okay. Like, don't feel bad for us. Mm-hmm. I never could imagine that that would like be the catalyst to change our whole life. But so starting that was a really big deal. And then the next season of my life was um, just kind of saying yes to new things. I think I fell into a depression after all the grief and trauma that was around me. I realized that I had resentment, like such deep rooted. I never did therapy. My mom was big on going to therapy. Um, And so I think because I wanted to rebel against her, I was rebelling against something that she was like an advocate for. And, um, you know, she and I got a lot closer after my dad died. We never were a really close relationship. Like we would make people uncomfortable around us. You all know that kind of mom and daughter that fight and make people uncomfortable. (laughs) That was me and my mom. So now we're getting close. I have my daughter. I'm sort of kind of stepping into this new season, finding um, 
a voice for myself amidst the tragic life. My dad was the guy that poured all the belief into me and was always telling me how proud he was of me. Um, I found my, my home-based business um, and just began really working on healing myself. Um, I, I carried resentment to my, toward my own body that it didn't do biologically what a woman's body is supposed to do. I had resentment, you know, for that, you know, for, toward, to my mom, to my childhood, like all these things that were just so like, give it to God, you know, just give it up. So I, I did therapy. I decided alcohol was a horrible crutch for me. Um, and I gave it up and it was like within three months of like these realizations and like letting go and forgiveness. And I just began attracting the right people to me and repairing relationships that were rocky. Um, I went through the program. I did the whole AA program thing. So I did all my apologies and like, it was so just beautiful. It was so hard because COVID had just happened, (laughs) but it was beautiful. It was four years ago. So it was like a month before COVID. And Anyway, so that turned into just me really working on my leadership skills. And, you know, I was always told I was, I was always told that I was like, you know, bossy and like, um, you know, influencing the rest of the class and things like that. I had those abilities um, and attributes, but now I was actually getting to like believe in myself. And you can only share so many quotes. My daughter didn't take her first steps till she was four years old. And even to this day, she still walks with an aid of a walker or is in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. But every day we were posting quotes, like, if you believe it, you can achieve it. And, you know, you w- shoot for your dreams. And and so it was, you know, every day saying that for her and showing up and believing in her and watching her overcome this physical disability in her, in her brain. Mm-hmm it finally seeped into me like, oh my gosh, I can, I can do what I believe I can do. I, I was created for big things. Like, and it just like sunk in. So I, she, because of her and because of me showing up for her, it taught me so much about me. And so that's really what's the catalyst for me, just being such a, a coach on authenticity and showing people like, you don't even realize like you are your, are the superpower. Like it's you being you and that connectedness to, to your flaws and your strengths and all that stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love that you mentioned at the beginning when, when you started talking about your daughter, how the doctor said that she will never walk and now she is on a walker. Yeah, women who own disability, yeah. you know, it just show the power of you know not only surrendering to God, but also um, believing, believing that there are thing the things that some people say might be impossible can be impossible, but can be possible, right? So uh, I love, I love that you share that part of your story, and in, in, you know, it's so amazing. Um, the things that can happen when you believe. Um, now, in the midst of a, all of this, you're building your business. Now mm-hmm. let's get into business habits. Let's talk about that. What things you do? What do you implement it? Tell us the journey. How was it? 
Well, okay. So undiagnosed ADHD, I think majority of people are realizing we have some sort of ADHD. Um, right? It's like, ooh, our intentions. So um, kind of not realizing that about myself. I, when I gave up alcohol, I kind of picked up, you know, they say if you drop one addiction, you sort of pick up another one. I already take what I do really serious. Um, and then it just kind of like went on overdrive. Um, and I just got so intense about habits and like changing my habits. And it's so crazy. Like the habits that you're doing on a regular basis are the habits you're choosing and how you can change your habits and change your life. Exactly. And, <laughs> and I gave up alcohol, right? And I got through this healing and now I'm like, okay, I'm pouring into people on a regular daily basis. And one of my, one of my mentors, I'll never forget when he told us, he said, you will never be stuck a day in your life if you always find someone to help. And I've never felt stuck since because there's always someone you can help, whether it's helping them find a link to something or helping them, you know, with an Amazon link. Or, I mean, it's like it can be the simplest things, but it make it helps you feel like a purpose, like you're actually helping somebody. So the habits I implemented actually really took a serious turn into like, you know, they say it's not a system unless it's written down. And so I got really serious about pen and paper at the end of 2019. Um, when our twins came to live with us. So overnight, I became a mom to three. And my oldest, she didn't run around. Like my my motherhood journey was traumatic, but also like simple in a certain way because she couldn't run away from me. And then overnight, I had these twin toddlers in my house that ran in different directions. It was like pebbles and bam, bam in my house. It was crazy. Like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, it, it, I mean, I, I remember I had many meltdowns and I'm like, how am I going to have a thriving business like this? And I know a lot of moms could relate because it's like, how can you be in three places at once? And so what I found was if I could just have an hour of focused energy, because you can get so much done when you are focused and there's no distractions, but when you're trying to multitask, which I think COVID trained a lot of people to like really multitask. And then you realize, okay, I'm not really feeling fulfilled by anything because I'm trying to do everything and every single tab is open. I don't experience a lot of FOMO in my life. And I don't experience a lot of comparison because wherever I am, I'm there, like all there. And if I could give anybody any advice, it is be fully present wherever you are and choose that choose to let it go. Like the notifications on my phone right, right now coming on, I'm not even looking at them. Like I am focused here. I'm giving my all here. And I think it's such a lesson for mothers that work because you try to kind of be both and then you feel like you're dropping the ball on both sides. And so this Habits Are Hot book kind of came around um, and it's one hour. There's sheets that show you like one hour of laser focus a day. And you doing that consistently changes your business, changes your life, changes your habits, helps you feel like you have a grip and you can actually see the progress you're making because you you really can't measure what you can't track. And so if you can track things, you you can measure it, right? I love that. I, I love I love that. Um that's um I learned that instead of like focus hour, I learned it as a power hour. Yes. Love yes. power hour. It's like, you know, it's an hour that you go all in into what you love, what you need to do in, in, you know, just seeing the results after certain, oh, yeah. you know, 30 days, my, 60 days, 90 days, 100 days, 
And then you realize that if you divide it in like every 90 days, you can basically build a new habit. Oh, right. And I mean, give up your Netflix or your scrolling and watch what happens if you swap out that hour. Exactly. Okay. I love it. Um, and I love I love the cover, by the way. Can you show us again? Thank you. Yeah. Yay. You. I love it. I love it. It's so I love it. It's so pink. I love Thank it. You. I know. Hey, <laughs> we, we wanted to do something fun to come out like come out launch it. And uh -huh. so I'm like I I'm in love with it. I'm in love with it. Let me tell you. Put it on the coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, she's pretty on the outside and on the inside. She's beauty and brains. Okay. <laughs> oh, I definitely, I'm going to grab my copy. Yeah. I have, I have, I usually, um, and I think I was talking to another guest uh, in a couple episodes ago. Uh, I have the habit that at least in December, like at the end of the year, like I, I buy my new agenda for the whole year and then I start like my whole planning. Yes. Yes. The year before. <laughs> uh, yeah. Same. Usually um, I do that. I would plan a year ahead. What I like about this one is it's a mm -hmm. 90 day. So you can still have your planner, you know, yeah. and then this is like your 90 day workbook almost. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Amazing. So you come up with the journal and then you start coaching people how that coaching business is started like building up so um with with what i do and the opportunity that i have i basically get to just bring people in and help i say like unlock their personality and their potential which because once you, so many women I learned when I was working behind the chair, like can't even look themselves in the mirror. They don't have any confidence. They don't have anyone pouring belief into them. They don't have anyone telling them they did a good job at anything. You know, I, I'm aware of how the corporate world works and how, you know, there's always only one position that becomes available and everyone's cutthroat for it. No one really, there's no like culture of really elevation, you know, like, and most people go their whole life without having someone that believes in them. Mm -hmm. And so that's really essentially what my like, coaching is, is like just showing people a, the steps to do. Cause I believe I love a checklist. <laughs> I'm a checklist girl. Okay. But it's like also just telling people that they can do it. And really, I mean, if you, all these quotes, you see all the successful people sharing the same quotes, you know, it's all about consistency and belief and not letting the haters in. And, and so that's kind of just what I do. And I just, it's, yeah, I mean, it really is very, very basic and simple, but so many people just don't ever get that experience to have that, or they poo poo it because they just lack so much belief. They don't think it's possible for them. Yeah. Which I was there. I was there. I believed that. I thought motivational speakers were, you know, woo woo. And having a coach was like someone that's just scamming you. <laughs> you know, like it all makes sense. Uh, and now, I, you know what? I think that at some point in our life, we all have had that kind of mentality. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, that's bananas. That's like, no, that's scam. They just like telling you whatever you want to hear, whatever, whatever, and, and just just to get to your money until mm -hmm. I realized the value of coaching mm -hmm. and I realized the value of tracking, of time management and all that good stuff. Like it wasn't until then that I opened my eyes and say, oh, my God, 
if I have been more receptive years ago. Um, but the important thing is that it doesn't matter when you open your eyes, is that when once that happen and you get that that wisdom downloading into you, you are able to move on and that you take action and continue mm. implementing and growing and developing and, and just sharing mm -hmm. because obviously knowledge has to be shared. It's, yeah. it's not worth anything if we don't share it. So Amen. I, yeah. Uh, action is free, you know, and these are the same people that poo-poo it that will, you know, put a quarter in a slot machine or buy a lottery ticket. It, it's kind of the same idea, mm -hmm. except it's just real. It's it's a real thing that you can get poured into you is belief and confidence. Yes. And it's crazy what happened. It's so cool. I love watching. I know it's crazy what up. happened. I know that is crazy what happened because you never know when you land in Forbes, right? Like. <laughs> Like what happened to you? Like, yeah, I want yeah, to talk yeah. about that before we go. Yeah. Because ladies and gentlemen, this lady right here was featured in Forbes. So crazy. Last month, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have you have to go and Google it. If not, I'm going to leave the link in the description of this episode. So you can go and read that article about Christina Smallwood and where she shared 10 tips for um leadership leadership so and it is yeah so good you have you all have to go and read it oh thank you now tell us how that felt how was that experience of being interviewed by forbes tell us about it so it was intimidating for sure i mean i've i've had other articles um you know, be published in Yahoo and BuzzFeed and like different things that I've written. And they all pretty much had to do with like me being a special needs mom. So this was the first time I, I was featured for something that just seemed like something I would never be featured for, for leadership. I mean, it was such a struggle for me to get to like this place. I'm not struggle. Yeah. Struggle. It was, you know, that scene in the little mermaid when, when Ursula, you know, takes Ariel's leg or get her tail and gives her legs. You do know it's like, it's like, you're just like being, you know, morphed. And like, that's how I feel like, you know, my journey from like 25 to 35 was. And I love when you said, um, you know, it doesn't matter when it just matters that you, you know, and like, I feel like I was like old, like old news by the time I started having all this, you know, like later, I would say later in life success, even though I feel like I got a lot of life to live, but it just didn't feel real. It still kind of doesn't feel like that's me. Um, and I, I, I'm not really big on imposter syndrome, but I, I don't know. It just feels surreal, I guess. I think, I think we all go through that episode in life, but I love, I love to see people like you reaching new heights and showing the world what can be done when you believe mm. when you put the effort and take the action to move forward. And just by, you know, just creating habits, tiny, tiny little habits and taking that power hour, that focus hour and, and doing all the things uh, that you just mentioned um, and, and just change your life. It is yes. amazing. I love it. I love your story. And yes. thank you so much for sharing it. Where, where people can reach out to you. 
So I'm a mostly live on Instagram. It is me, myself, and I that run the page, Christina A. Smallwood, the longest handle in the world. And then um, I'm sort of trying to throw things at the wall of TikTok. So same handle everywhere. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, and yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Awesome. Well, I like you see Christina A. Smallwood at Instagram. Make sure that you go and follow her. And also, you know, I copy it and I didn't post it here. But you have, if you go to um, Habits Are Hot. 90dayhabits.co. Um, exactly. 90dayhabits.co. Let me just copy that and put it on the on the screen real quick. So you guys can go and visit the website and grab her journal where you can develop 90 days, uh, have it in 90 days. Um, so make sure that you go and grab your copy. It's really pretty, as you could see. It is. It's it is so, so pink. It's so Yay. pretty. I love it. I love it. Like I'm here. Like, like I want to just grab it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and for doing everything you do. Like I love, I just, I love everything your podcast is about. And this was such an honor to be on today. Uh, thank thank you. you so much. Thank you for sharing your time with us, your story. And um, we here, whenever you want to come back, let us know. We, we okay. definitely well, in. Hey, we could dive <laughs> into the whole novel. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, gonna, yes. Yes. Um, but uh, let me tell you, so far the compendium that compendium of that of your story is super powerful so thank you so much thank you well ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for another uh for supporting my podcast and for being with us on another episode uh as you know last month i opened my vault and published three journals one of them the most recent one is this budget planner hello go to amazon and grab my budget planner so you can save money and go and travel and buy the house that you want and do all the things that you want because you save money. Okay? Ow! CK. In the meantime, until the next one, like I always tell you, don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless. Bye.